You're listening to the Promise Church's message of the week. This week, we have a guest speaker, Pastor Dustin Bates from Allen, Texas. He's bringing us a message titled, What's Your Capacity? We hope you enjoy this teaching. All right. How's everybody doing this morning? Man, it's, it's a good day to be in church. And so uh, it, it's been, um, I think, just a little bit over a year since I was here. And uh, some of you guys might, might have been around uh, when I was here last time. And, um, and I've already got many comments about uh, asking if I'm wearing socks today. And because um, last, I, I have a reputation of not, uh, apparently. And um, so uh, anyways, I, I am. I'm just trying to fit in, look like Pastor Aaron. And uh, so I just got the boots on today. Uh, I, I really feel like God wants to do something special today. And uh, I love the presence of God, and how powerful is that worship, just taking time in the presence of God, and, and uh, I get the chance to travel and speak a lot, and, and uh, get in a lot of different churches, a lot of different places, and uh, I'm just going to tell you, this isn't happening very often. It's not happening in too many places at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning uh, that people are taking time to be in the presence of God. And uh, so I just want to commend you for just seeking after God and being serious about his presence and, and making this a place for him to be here and, and for him to dwell. Uh, there's this old, old word, old school word, habitation. I just, I just, felt, I just kept on feeling that when I walked in. This, this is a habitation. This is a place where God lives, a place where God rests, a place where God dwells. And uh, you're in that place. And uh, if, if you're a guest, you're visiting, you're in a good place this morning with great leadership and great pastors. And uh, I'm so honored to be here. I was excited uh, when it came across, uh, when we were talking about it and, and worked out a date that we could come. Because um, I like to be here. And uh, I like to sit in that worship and, and just enjoy the presence of God. And and so I, I thought Pastor Aaron was just going to keep on going. So I was like, all right, this is good. I don't, man, I, I don't even need to preach. I'll just get ministered to this morning. Um, but, but I do have a word for you, and uh, I, I want to share it. Uh, my wife and, and my two boys, I wanted them to be able to be here, but they weren't able to be here uh, this morning. But I got a picture of them, and um, I, I made sure to, if you can put it up there, that would be awesome. That's, that's my wife and my two boys, Jude and Genesis, and I'm wearing no, no socks. Just, just noticed that. Uh, that's awesome. But uh, they're, they're incredible, and uh, I, I love them so much. I love my family. I didn't know I would like being a dad as much as I like being a dad. And I always wanted kids, but uh, it does something to your heart. I think it gives you a little picture into God's heart uh, in just how your heart can expand uh, in love for someone, and uh, that's how God loves us, and, and uh, it's, it's so incredible. I, I, I want to I wanna just say a couple things, and then we'll just jump right in, um, because I, I really believe um, this is not just, we're not just trying to check a box this morning in that we came to church or, or we had church. I, I really believe that God sent me here on assignment. And uh, in, in that assignment, I believe that God wants to shift some things in your own thinking and in your own spirit so that you can greater receive everything that God has for you. I, I want you to know this. We're not just trying to learn about God. We want to meet God. We, we, we don't want just knowledge about him. We want to encounter him. And I know at the Promised Church, that is at the, the top priority is that we encounter him, that we become his hands and his feet. And, uh, and, and we see this entire region shaken with the gospel of Jesus Christ. I believe that can happen. I really, this, this, this is not cliche. These are things we really believe in faith. That God, even as we praise and we lift up a shout, we're believing that even right now in the, in the supernatural realms, that the Spirit of God's moving. 
that things are breaking, that things are shifting, that things are advancing, and, and we get to be a part of that, which is, which is so amazing. Uh, it, it's been really cool for me just to, um, obviously Tash is my cousin, so I've known her uh, my whole life, and, and just incredible how she stewards the presence of God. It's incredible, and so savvy, and just, I'm just powerful, and so just past couple years, Pastor Aaron and I have gotten just even closer, and, and uh, I just love his heart for leadership and for this house and for you. And so what an incredible, like I mentioned before, just this team, Pastor Jonathan, all the other pastors. It's just, there is just, you, you can always tell the quality of what God is trying to do by the quality of leaders he sends to it. And so when you, when you see God beginning to just pull leaders, you should just get ready. Like that, that's always a sign. God always starts aligning leaders before he moves. You could ask the people uh, of Israel when they're caught in slavery in Egypt, right? God started bringing Moses. He, Moses had to be born. Moses had to be there. He had to go to the wilderness. He had, but God was aligning pieces so that he could bring about a deliverance. So he raised up a great deliverer so that he could bring about a great deliverance. So whenever God's about to do something big on the earth, God always begins to align leaders in pieces. And I believe this church is full of just incredible leaders and uh, incredible men of God, women of God uh, that steward the presence of God. And uh, I believe God's about to do something big. I, I don't think he's even started yet. Um, I think we just barely scratched the surface, surface of, of what God wants to do. I, I, want you, I want you to go in your Bibles to the Old Testament, 2 Kings chapter 4. Uh, I, want, I want to speak from maybe a familiar passage or story in Scripture, 2 Kings chapter 4. But I believe God's just shown me something in this that's, that's very specific to the season that you're in in your church. And uh, I, want, I want to just share it with you just for a couple minutes, and we'll just respond to the Lord uh, together. 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 1, I'll read it to you. It says, The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord, but now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Probably one of the most important questions that you could ever ask or God could ever ask you is what do you have in your house? She replied, your servant has nothing there at all. How you see yourself and how you see what you have is very important to what God does with your life. She said that she has nothing there at all except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside, shut the door behind you and your sons, pour oil into all the jars. And as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there is not a jar left. Then, and only then, the oil stopped flowing. I, I want to speak just, just for a couple minutes from, from the subject, capacity crisis. Capacity crisis. I, I, I really believe this. Um, this might be not to be, be too spiritual, but I really believe this. I believe there's, there's only two ways. There's only two ways to load the dishwasher. There is the right way, and there is the wrong way. I believe there's only two ways to pack a car for a road trip. 
there is the right way and there is the wrong way. I, I really believe this. I believe this is a little bit probably graphic, but I, only, I believe there is, um, there's only one way to replace the toilet paper in the restroom. There is the right way and there is the wrong way. And all you under people, you got to get it right. Like today is your day. It goes over the top, over the top. All right? Like, you got, you got to make a change. Like, this is your day to change. This is it. I'm going to help your marriage. I'm going to help your family. I'm going to help all the guests that come to your house. Over, over the top. All right? My, my, my dad, he is like a master packer. We used to go to road trips all the time as kids. And, and uh, we have five kids in our family. We always road trip. And my dad would begin to put together the Tetris pieces of our luggage. And we had rules. Is you didn't get any, like, side baggage. No carry-ons. It was everything had to be in suitcases. Because in order to complete the capacity in the car, that all the cargo got into the car, then we had to pack it right we had to pack it tight, and you had to pack it right. Like, like, you had to pack it right. So you had to pack it in such a way, so if I brought an extra pair of shoes, it had to go in the bag. It didn't get to go on the bag. Now, my sisters, like, when they pack, it would be like, there's, like, the bag, and then the hair dryer's coming out of the bag, and then another coat goes over it, and then a side bag, and a shopping bag, and a Target bag. You're like, can you just put it all in one suitcase? Because we're trying to maximize capacity. And I will tell you, sometimes uh, there was so much luggage that we couldn't get it in right. You'd have to unpack it, repack it, unpack it, repack it, because there's only so much capacity. I, I want to I tell you this. I really believe, and this is going to sound negative, but I'll, I'll, I'll pivot in a second, okay? I believe you're in, personally, you are in a capacity crisis. I believe that you, in your own house, in your own marriage, in your own life, in this church, I really believe this. I believe you're in a capacity crisis, and this is why I believe that. I believe that if we do not make capacity, then our capacity will limit us. I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain this from, from our story in just a second, but I was praying for you, and uh, I was driving around this morning, and uh, I was just praying over your city and praying for today, and uh, I believe this. God spoke to me, Isaiah 54, and uh, Isaiah 54, it says to enlarge the place of your dwelling. What does that mean? Make more capacity. That, that, that God is commissioning you to begin to make more room. And your question might be, why do I need to make more room if I don't have enough cargo to fit the capacity that I have? But it's not about what you have to fill it. It is about what God wants to do. And so we have to enlarge our capacity to the place that God wants to fill. So I want you, I want you just to hear this in the message translation. It says, clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out, think big, use plenty of rope, drive the tent pegs deep. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. You're going to take over whole nations. It's crazy, you're going to the nations. You're going to resettle abandoned cities. Do not be afraid, you're not going to be embarrassed. Number one question people ask when they step out in faith is, am I going to be embarrassed? I don't want to feel shame. I don't want to feel embarrassed. Don't hold back. You're not going to come up short. You will forget all about the humiliations of your youth. I love this. You're going to need lots of elbow room for your growing family. I want you to know this. God wants to increase your capacity, not just so you can have more capacity. God wants to increase your capacity because God's trying to do something in and through you. God's trying to do something in and through the church, but the only way God works through the church is working through you. 
that if you don't exist, then the church doesn't exist because we make up the body. We make up the church of Jesus Christ. So we need you to increase your capacity so that the church increases its capacity so that we can have lots of elbow room for our growing family. I'll tell you, God believes in a church that's growing. You know, God, God never really rewarded, Jesus, when he walked the earth, he never really rewarded faithfulness. He actually rewarded fruitfulness, which is interesting. It's an interesting thing to study if you like to because it sounds wrong at first because sometimes we just say, if I could just be faithful. But God always, Jesus, when he walked the earth, he always required fruitfulness. But I want to give you some keys how you can be fruitful. I want to give you some keys and I'll basically give you three statements about this story that I believe are just going to lift the lid off of your capacity so you can step into a new dimension. The first one is this. Her capacity, the woman's capacity, was created by her conflict. Her capacity was created by her conflict. Now, if you don't know the story, the woman has, has been married for years. Her husband was in the company of the prophets, and he had acquired a lot of debt. When he died, creditors came to receive that. She was desperate. When she was desperate, she went to the man of God. I'm going to tell you, a lot of people go to a lot of places when they're desperate, and where you go determines a lot about how God moves in your life. But she decided, I'm going to the man of God. I think that's a good, good decision. I'm going to the man of God. So she goes to the man of God, and the man of God says, I want you to go get some jars, right? Because when he asked her what she had, her response to him was, I don't have anything. I don't have anything at all. I don't have anything in my house ex ex except for like a little jar of oil, which she didn't think was worth much, which she didn't think was valuable. And the man of God said, go get as many jars as you can. Go, go, I mean, just go, just collect as many as you can. So she tells her boys to go get the jars. She gets the jars. She brings them into her house. And, and, and she has a small jar of oil with a lot of large, empty vessels that are in her house. Her capacity was created by her conflict. The, the, the woman had never gauged her capacity because she never, she never had to. Because her husband was alive and her husband was providing for her needs. But as soon as her husband died, all of a sudden now she had a need. You ever had something in your life die? A dream, an idea, a business, a relationship. And all of a sudden in that place of need, God becomes closer than he's ever been. There's a scripture in the Psalms that says God is close to those whose hearts are breaking. That he actually comes close to the place of brokenness. He actually comes close to the place of conflict, of trial. And if this woman had never went through a loss, then she would have never had a need for capacity. But because of the conflict, now it created capacity. She had an empty place that she needed filling. I, we, we have a motto in our church, and, and it goes like this. Where there's great opposition, there is great opportunity. So whenever anything goes wrong, our staff have been preconditioned. They've been trained that something goes wrong, and they're like, whoo. It's like, why are you getting excited about everything? Oh, because that means God's about to do something. We, we love it when, fan, when plans fail. We get excited like, oh, man, God's up to something. When loans fall through, when people ha we have conflict with people, when there's disagreement, when we get excited because where there's great opposition, there is great opportunity. And conflict re re it reveals to you the need that you have for capacity. I, I found this to be true. You don't need a miracle if you don't have a problem. You, you, you don't need a miracle. You don't need God 
if you don't have a issue, if you don't have a problem, if you don't see yourself as needing or having a need. This woman had such a big problem that she needed God to come through even to make it. I mean, even to make it, the creditors were coming. They were going to take her sons. She had to make something happen. And I, I, I like to say this about conflict. Conflict is a provoker. Conflict is a provoker to our comfort, causing us to increase our capacity in order to survive. Conflict, for, when you face trouble, it is supposed to increase your capacity. Some people, when they face trouble, they just tap out. But trouble should be an indicator that God's about to do something in and through your life, and God is making opportunity for you. When you get a bad doctor's report, it's an opportunity. When you get rejected by someone that you're sharing the gospel, it's an opportunity. When, 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 when you encounter trials in this life, it is an opportunity. James even goes so far to say, whenever you face trials, right, he says, consider it joy. Joy? I'm, I'm, now, I wouldn't say that I've really gotten to that place. Like the trial knocks on the door and you're like, <laughs> Ooh, that, like no, I'm not, I'm not there. James was apparently, he says, consider it joy when you face trials of various kinds. But this is what conflict does. This is what trials does, is it eliminates your need for God. Your need for capacity. Second statement is this. Her capacity, the woman's capacity, was capped by her perspective of what she needed. I, I want to show you something. I'm really excited about this because th this, this is really cool. When she went to gather jars, she gathered enough jars to pay her debt. She gathered enough jars to collect enough oil to sell to pay her debt. Does it make sense? So, so when she filled the house, she had to tell the boys when to stop gathering jars. So at some point, she calculated that that would be about enough. Now, now, now this, is, this is what is interesting, is our perspective of God's provision in our life usually stops with us. So, so, so when, we, when we have a need that creates a need for capacity, oftentimes we ask for God for only enough for us. And this is what she does. She says, hey, go get enough jars. And the, the boys are bringing in the jars. And she's, at some point she says, that's enough. Okay, that, that's good. That'll do it. And so she began to fill up the jars. And the jars, the jars were full. She just kept on pouring. She kept on pouring until, right, until there were no more jars. There, there were no more jars. Her perspective of what she needed was a self-centered perspective. It was only enough for her and not for the people around her. Because listen to this, the oil was not dependent, the oil was not dependent, or the, 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 the amount of oil was not dependent on her, just how much she poured. It was dependent on how much capacity was there to fill. So the oil was going to fill every empty space. So I'd like to say it this way. She only got enough oil for her household, but she had enough oil for the city. So let me say it this way. What God's trying to do in your life is create capacity and faith in you to believe for something bigger than just survival. Bigger than just making it through another day, another year, another season. What God is trying to do in the trouble, in the trial, in the conflict, is he's trying to help you understand that my conflict is creating capacity. And now, as I begin to let the oil flow, I can't just get enough for me. I gotta get... I gotta get enough for the city. I gotta get enough for the state. I gotta get enough. I, I gotta get enough for the people around me. 
And I want to ask you this. What is your perspective of what you need for God? What you need from God? Is the perspective limited to just what you need? If I could just make it through another month. Oh, God, if you could just provide for another month, if I can just make it to another paycheck, if I can just make it to another service, if, if I can just get through the week and get to Sunday, if I can just, that, that poverty mentality has plagued churches and has plagued Christianity. But what God is trying to do is change our perspective. He's trying to change our perspective that the oil God has for us, the provision God has for us, the blessing, the power, the miracles that God has for us is not just for us. It's for the people around us. And, and, and I'll prove it to you with our last statement. Her capacity was determined by the container and not the commodity. You, you ever felt like this? That, 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 that God like calls some people greater than others? You know what I'm talking about? We're like we say this in our Christianese, our Christian language. We, we'll say, oh man, the call of God's on that one. Well, he is anointed. Man, he's got such anointed. And that's true. People are called. People are anointed. But did you know that you could be called? Did you know that you could be anointed? It's not about God's selection process. It is about containers. If he can find an empty place to fill, the oil will begin to flow. So the limiter was not on the commodity. There was as much oil as she had capacity for. The limiter was her. This is going to sound negative again, but I'm going to turn around for positive. Did you know that you are the limiter to God's power flowing in your life? Sometimes we cry out to God like, God, show up, show up, show up. And he's like, I'm ready. I'm, I'm here. What, what would you like me to do? I've been, I've actually been here for a while. Come on, God. Come on, God. And he says this, make space. Make, make, make. You know, some of us are so full with other things that there's no room in us for God. Some, some of us, we, we can get paid so well in occupation that it creates no space in us to need God. That's, that's why you have to learn how to create space for yourself. That's why you have to learn how to create, that's why I feel like we're in a capacity crisis. Because we feel up to, the up to the top of what our perspective is that we need. But God's perspective is bigger than our perspective. God's trying to reach a city. God's trying to establish a movement through the promised church, through the kingdom of God that is going to send ripples around the world. But in order to do that, he needs people that realize that I'm not just collecting for me. I'm collecting for the nation. I'm not just collecting for me. I'm collecting for the people around me we are in a capacity crisis because we only look to fill what we need but your conflict is creating capacity for you and then this is just so so crazy the oil would have kept flowing so if you can create space God will release oil if you can make room God will release his answer if you can make space the provision of God will begin to come so it's not even dependent on God. It's actually dependent on me. That's, that kind of sounds wrong, doesn't it? Well, I don't know. What if God? No, no. If As long as there was space, the oil flowed. Now we've got to answer this question as we close. What's the oil? Like, what's the oil? Like, she's got the oil in her house. What, what, I, I want to read you the scripture Real quick, 2 Kings chapter 4, verse 2. We read it already, but I want to read it again now with some context. 
Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? She said, your servant has nothing there at all. Except. Except. What do you have in your house? Well, I got nothing, pastor. I'm not gifted. I can't sing. I can't preach. I have nothing. I have nothing except, except what? That's it. You just identified it. You just identified what God is going to use to shake the city. Well, I don't know how God can use that. Like, all I have is, what? What is it? You know, when I was young, I had a speech impediment. I couldn't say my R's. It was real difficult for me to, to, to talk. And I remember at a young age, people making fun of me because of the way that I talk. And early on, I got, I got speech classes. I went to speech therapy and learned. But you know what? From an early age... I begin to think in my mind, I can do a lot of things except speak. Even though I'd gone through therapy and I'd corrected the problem, I had this preconditioned idea that the one thing I couldn't do was talk in front of people. But I'll tell you what God does, is God is a mastermind, and he specializes in using our except he doesn't use your gift, your talent, all the things that you feel good about. He usually uses your accept. It's not that he's not looking for talented and gifted people, but what he really fills is the place where you feel empty, the place that you feel unqualified, the place that you feel like God can't do anything with this. That is the place that God says, I can use that. Oh, Moses, you stutter? Perfect. I can use that. People will never think it's you. They'll know it's me because I used a stutterer. People with, people with disability, people with fear, people with timidity. God says, oh, it's perfect. That's perfect. Anybody in this room that's been disqualifying yourself from God using you, I want you to just ask yourself the question, what do you have in your house? And for many of us, the excuse that we use is the thing that God says, Let's go. I didn't know that God would be using me to preach all over the world. Because my accept was, I can do everything except. And that's the thing that he uses. I wonder what God wants to use in you today. I wonder what he wants to unlock in your heart. Because when you look at the church, sometimes the only paradigm we have for church ministry is singing or preaching. But church ministry is everything that God is doing. And he's looking for people in the, in, in the entertainment industry. And he's looking for people that are making films. And he's, he's looking for people with gifts and talents. And the accepts in places that they don't think this could advance the kingdom. And God using it to advance the kingdom. We don't just need people in church ministry. We need people in every walk of life. Being the hands and feet of Jesus. Creating space so that the commodity will begin to flow. The oil only stops flowing when there's no place to to fill it. So I want to challenge you to begin to make room to kick out the walls, to get into a place of discomfort, to get into a place of expansion because God's trying to do something in you. He's not trying to make you feel uncomfortable. He's not trying to hurt you. He's not trying to shame you. He's trying to show you that if you would make space, God would release oil. What is oil? Whatever you need. Whatever you need. If you need peace and you run to a substance or to something or to someone, you're filling yourself with something that now God can't fill. 
He's not going to break through all of the other things that you filled your life with. He's going to wait for you to empty your life of those things and say, God, without you, I don't know what I'm going to do. And in that place of emptiness, in that place of space, God begins to pour out the Spirit. God begins to bring provision. God begins to bring answers. God begins to bring relationships. God begins to bring resources. God begins to, he, you know he's our healer, right? That's what the Bible says. Do you know he's our provider? That's what the Bible says. How do you activate the things that the Bible says about him? Do we beg him? No, you just create need. And you don't look to anybody else, you look to him. And in that place of dependence, now God begins to come. I can just see this woman, she's, she's, she's in the house, and, 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 and she's got this little jar of oil, and she's probably doubting, like, she looks at the big jar, and the little jar, the big jar, the little jar, big jar, little jar, and she's like, man, this prophet has lost his mind. And then she starts pouring, and it fills up the whole jar. Wow, okay. Another jar. Goes around the entire house. Now, all of these full jars. Now, She's probably thinking at this time, why didn't I get more jars? Right? That's probably what she's thinking. But you don't get to choose space after because space is a perspective of faith. So what her faith made room for, God filled. I wish it was the other way around after the fact. You could say, oh, wow, God, you're healing? Okay, let's, let's do, God, you're providing? Okay, let's do, let's, let. no, it's before the fact. I know you want the resource, but God doesn't give you resource. He gives you empty vessels, right? What does the prophet say? He said, I don't want you to go get resource. I want you to go get vessels. Wouldn't it have been easier if she just borrowed some money? She needs money. Why don't you just borrow some money? No, God, doesn't, God does not work that way. His kingdom does not work that way. He says, you want patience? Perfect. Get married. Joke, 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 joke. Have kids. He, he never gives you a character quality. He gives you a situation that produces it in you. So God's not out there giving resource. He's giving space. He's giving vessels. And your faith has to make room before the oil flows. You don't get to choose how many vessels after the oil begins to flow. You have to choose how much space you want before he comes through, which means it's a place and a posture of faith. And what God is saying to Promise Church, what God's saying to you and to your family, is that if you would begin to make space, don't wait till, well, don't wait and see what God's doing and then decide. You gotta see it before. See, I got, I got tons of people in my church that, that joined, joined our church now. They want to be a part of it now. They, they didn't want to be a part of it when we were building like a third of this size. We were trying to pack in there, no AC in Texas. And it's just like, it's just like sauna or is this church? Like, we don't, we don't know. It's both. Bonus. They, they didn't really want to be a part of it then, but there were some people in the beginning that saw. And they said, we got, we got to make room, Pastor. We need to build a building. There were some people who said, we don't need to build a building. We're fine. Some people said, no, we need more space. Because they had an idea. They had a place of faith that said, God is bigger than our perspective. 
And the oil that's flowing is not just for our home. It's not just for us. It is for our city. So we've got to kick out the walls. We've got to make some elbow room. We've got to expand our tents because God is about to do something great. I want you to know this. God is about to do something great in your life. I feel like you're here by divine appointment, not by accident, not by chance, not by happenstance. You're here by divine appointment because God wants you to know that you're accept. You're accept. You're accept. Whatever accept you have is enough to save your city. Your accept is enough to fill your house. Your accept is enough to change this culture. Your accept is enough to save somebody's soul. Your accept is enough to give you legacy. Your accept is supposed to have, help your family be men and women of God. Your accept, the excuses, the thing you looked over, the thing you didn't see, is enough to fill your house. If you can create capacity, your accept can fill it. Would you stand up with me for a second? We're going to close. The presence of God is in this place. I hope you can sense it. Keys are playing. always makes it sound more, more spiritual. Love that. Can we just take a minute and just like identify our accept? Because I feel like some of you are about to get excited when you see the thing that you've been despising is actually the thing that God's going to use to work a miracle in your life and in your city. Just bow your heads, close your eyes if you're second. Let's just invite the presence of God. I want you just to maybe just look into your own heart and your own soul. And what's the, what's the thing? What's the accept? Oh, if I just had that, what do you, what do, you do have? What do you have? Well, I'll, I've just been through a lot of trouble. Perfect. Perfect. A lot of people have been through a lot of trouble. Now you can help somebody else. Your, tr- your trouble makes you relatable. Your story makes you relatable. Nobody can relate with perfect. Your trouble makes you relatable. You made it through. Now you got to help someone else make it through. That's your accept. What, so I'm just supposed to encourage people that have had loss? Absolutely. Absolutely. Those who have been comforted with that same comfort, comfort others. Holy Spirit, we ask that your presence would fill this place right now. I can sense the great thing that you're doing. In the Promise Church, I can sense in these people in this room, Lord, that there is a stirring. There is a supernatural stirring. God, you are knocking down walls. You're creating capacity. Maybe somebody in this room right now is going through a difficult time. And they were wondering, are they doing something wrong? Are they in the wrong place? Or what's happening? Why is this happening? But it's not any of those things. It's because you are using conflict to create capacity. Oh, thank you, Lord. You're about to move so mightily. There's testimonies that are going to come out even in the next six months of just people making space, people taking risks, people being generous, people sharing their faith, people praying for the sick. Just, just risks, faith. If you would, would you just lift your hands all across this place? Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and fill this room. In the name of Jesus, from the front to the back to the right to the left, come and sweep across this place. It's not by accident or chance that we're in this room. So we ask right now that you would begin to make capacity. Lord, I pray for those who have made space, let your oil begin to flow even right now. If people need healing, whoever needs healing in your body, God's healing right now in the name of Jesus. We release the healing word of God now. 
somebody needing financial provision, God is releasing resources now in the name of Jesus. Somebody, I really feel this, that somebody's getting a creative idea for a new business, and you, you have, you've actually had this idea before, but you have just said, nah, oh no, I just need to do this, I need to do this. But God wants to use that thing that he's putting in your mind to be a resource for the kingdom of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, just come and fill this place. Come and fill this place. Holy Spirit, we make room. We make room. Lord, I know this church makes room, but now we personally, we make room. We make room for you. Come on, we just kick out the walls of your comfort zone just for a second. Just make room. We make room for you, Jesus. We make room for you. We make room for you. Holy Ghost, we make room for you. We make room for you in our lives. We make room for you in our schedules. We make room for you right now. We make room for you. Thank you, Jesus.